as someone with ADHD, the label of multi-passionate is a label that I have grown to love and embrace and incorporate in my day-to-day life and in my business. But that wasn't until I came across this amazing woman on Instagram who wears this label very, very proudly and who has built a business around being multi-passionate and seeing it as a superpower. And so this week I had the honor of having her as a guest on my podcast and I couldn't be more excited to let you listen to our discussion. So some of the things that we talked about together was one, like how is being multi-passionate really a superpower when we hear about being an expert in our field and niching down, but also how do you create a business where you can be happy and fulfilled as a multi-passionate individual? how to create a brand so that you're able to attract other people like this, how to create content and make the most of our time when we want to do so many things, and ultimately to create a brand and a business that aligns with our goals and our vision. So without further ado, hello friend and welcome to the Signature Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Sophie Peltier, and I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Sigute. Can you introduce yourself to the people who might not know you already? Yes, I'm so excited to be here. My name is Sigute, and I'm a branding coach and consulting, and I work with multi-passionates who feel trapped in that little box of potential of, you know, being one thing, and all they want to do is live a rich life and follow their excitement and just attract opportunities their way. And so I find that you can either chase opportunities or you can attract them. I'm all about attracting them. And so that's where the personal brand comes in is that's your, that's kind of your net to tell people to come to you and what you stand for and all that stuff. So that's, that's what I love coaching uh, professionals and also professionals who've moved into kind of like the service industry and how to show up when they have all these things they're interested in, when they're maybe reinventing themselves or pivoting into a new arena, just how to show up in kind of a cohesive way that makes sense for them, that they're excited about, and also gets across what they do. And uh, that's, that's kind of the main thing for me is like um, building a unique career right nice. that you're you're obsessed about so that you can live your best life that's that's the end result oh, I love that that's so good and yeah thank you so much for giving me some of your time and wanting to hop on a call with me I really really appreciate it um so if you can obviously I know a little bit more about you uh but can you tell us how you got started like how did you know that was something that was important to you to be able to create this personal brand for yourself to show up as your multi-passionate self and how did you get started in helping others create that for themselves? Ooh, such a good question. So I have always, so let me start back. Like I've, I've always been like shy and uh, definitely introverted old soul. And ironically enough, like when you kind of grow up being more closed off or shy, you really try to work through that. And so funny enough, got into partnerships in my early twenties, like forced myself to be on, you know, in sales calls, partnerships, totally reinvented that side of myself. And now Mm -hmm. I get so lit up by people. And so I've just always had this desire to write, share my voice, 
you know, speak what I speak about. Also, just I hate small talk. So I want to connect people on a deeper <laughs> yeah. level. <laughs> right? Like preach, preach deep talks. And I just found that showing up online and writing, even if it was like the tiniest little bit mm-hmm. on Instagram, I actually remember posting photos of traveling. And then when you run into people, there's no small talk. It's it almost like jumps ahead into, oh wait, I saw you're on this trip or you're doing this thing. And we can just go into, you know, conversations that I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. And it was from then that I started to notice like there's so much power in just showing up and sp- yeah. speaking about what you're passionate about. And you attract people who are interested in that as well. Totally. And of course, like my career as well, I worked at Mind Valley for quite a few years. I, I know you're familiar with it. It's yes. <laughs> instead of Kuala Lumpur. And my role there working in partnerships was, you know, attracting these big thought leaders and personalities and brands and yes. building out their online presence so essentially building their online brands for them through mind valley so i got that again it was super random because i worked in finance for the first three years of my career and i was like i don't like finance i like you know spirituality and partnerships and it's it's one of those things again when you look back it makes sense but in the moment everyone was like like what why are you doing this like what makes sense in this pivot like how are you taking a completely different direction totally and then I worked there for three years and then I quote unquote you know reinvented or pivoted and I went to Shopify and again it's like you're working in online marketing and now you're going into e-commerce you know shipping physical products like that's such a strange different skill set exactly but it all like there's this whole red thread connecting it right at Shopify I was helping the service providers showing Mm -hmm. up online and building their brands so in I can say this in hindsight in the moment I obviously felt like a scattered brained what the heck am I doing what's my thing and it's only in hindsight that I'm so grateful that I allowed myself to jump around because it makes sense now and everything helped the other thing and then the other thing helped the other thing and what I'm doing now with clients is only because I, I did all of that. And, totally. and to actually answer your original question, I launched my newsletter two years ago, I would say. And it really, I only launched it because I just came to this point where like ideas and thoughts were just bubbling out of me. Like I was going to explode if I didn't share them. And <laughs> I, I started sharing it. Yeah. And then I had other professionals reaching out to me saying, oh my God, how are you showing up? Obviously they connected with you know who I am as a person and they wanted to do the same. And it was... Mm-hmm it was kind of an invitation for me to start uh, personal brand coaching. And that's how I started. And I've just stayed, stayed through that. I love that. I feel like it's such a good way to grow your business too. When you just walk the talk, you do your own thing. And just like you said, like you just naturally attract people to how you do. And you're like, holy shit, I want to do that too. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I don't know if you're super into human design. I've dabbled in it. I'm definitely not the one like I, I've, um, Dope. I've I've researched a lot about my own type, but I'm I'm still trying to get to know all the other types and how they fit into, yeah, building a career, entrepreneurship, productivity, all of that. But uh, yeah. What what was your? uh... It's definitely like a wormhole you can get into. But one thing I discovered about my types, I'm a manifesting generator, and um, anyways, there's so many ways to look into it. But for me, it was saying my strategy is to really respond to opportunities, which mm-hmm. was so validating. Cause I was like, 
that's exactly what I've been doing. Um, But that's really what I found in my career is I've always, when I respond to something, then that's where I have my success versus trying to force something. So I'm sure if I tried to force a coaching career five years ago, it would have bombed. But here I was showing up, living, you know, walking the walk Mm -hmm. and kind of got that invite from someone being curious about it. And then that allowed me to uh, show up in big ways. And now it's like a huge part of my career. I love that. I love that. Which uh, actually, I'm curious to know, like, there's this big thing in, I'd say both like the corporate and the entrepreneurial world, but it's like, you need to niche down, you need to be an expert in a given field. Like, what are your thoughts on that piece of advice? (laughs) My thoughts are you can't be stuffed into a little box of potential. (laughs) Yes, that's mic drop. And that's it. You know, being multi-passionate is a superpower. It's not a weakness. And, you know, it's it's only a weakness to people who want you doing the same thing every day Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life in a little box. And I, I don't believe in being in a box with your life. I don't believe in being a box in your career. And yeah. I certainly don't believe in being a box in how you show up online. Totally. Totally. No, I, uh, yeah, I completely agree with that. And I feel like there's definitely room to apply that both in a corporate career as much as there is in entrepreneurship, which cue the irony of people creating their own business to do what they want and then feeling stuck trying to apply XYZ strategy and so I 100%, so I have two like clients that I work with, like I was saying, it's professionals who feel trapped, like they're in this yeah. thing they're not happy with. And then the second client that I work with are actually service providers who've been in the game for a few years and have found themselves stuck in it. Yeah. And it's just, it's exactly what you're saying. It's it's never about the circumstance. It's about how you have stopped reinventing, how you've kind of succumbed to the pressures of doing what you're good at. It's how you've, you know, maybe lost your boundaries and you just either get stuck in a job you hate or you get stuck in a business you hate. And yeah. one thing that I've always been fearful of is that it's worse to be stuck in a business you hate than it is a company you hate. Because in a company, you can quit the next day and not feel guilty. But in a business... Yeah. If you quit on like, let's say five clients you love and you quit on them, you're going to feel like a jerk. (laughs) And so that pressure, the people pleasing pressure is on another level. So totally. No, there's something to be said about like, if you burn out, if you burn yourself to the ground, like everyone loses it. Like, it's not just in a corporate world. It's like, oh, you know, whatever. Like you said, like, I'll just find another job. And like, that's kind of the end of it. But yeah, super, super important to tune into that for ourselves, which brings me to my next question for you, which would be like, what would be, what tips would you have to help people be more confident in showing up as their multi-passionate self? And it can be like on a very broad scale of their careers and what they want to bring into their lives, just like it can be on a smaller scale of like kind of what they can do on the day-to-day. But like, what would be your tips or ideas or suggestions to help people with that? So I think the way that you label yourself is so helpful and so valuable. And that's one thing that I found was quite game-changing for me, which I accidentally started really embracing the multi-passionate term. And I just found so much freedom once it was out in the world that mm-hmm. I was a multi-passionate. I just felt like I allowed myself to step into that a lot more. And then you notice the stories that you've been telling yourself, Yeah. right? Of, 
you know, maybe before I used to say, oh, I'm so scattered and I have nothing I'm good at. And there's no one thing I'm smart about. And da, 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 da. yes, I'm yep. sure we all have those stories. Whereas yep. now my story is I am so obsessed with growing and learning that I feel stifled if I'm doing the same thing over and over again. And so now mm-hmm. it's a superpower of my brain is so excited to learn that I'm just learning, learning, learning. And if you can't keep up or you're offended by that, then you know, you're not meant to be. Yeah. (laughs) No, I love that. And I feel like when you're able to bring that label to the forefront, like you said, it's like people are either really attracted to that and they want to connect with you even more, or they're like, not where I'm supposed to be. And like, either way, like it's amazing because it acts as a filter for you to just show up in that way even more and create a community of people who also want to show up in that way. Yeah. And the same thing would happen with what's your relationship with boredom? Right. And I know that you're the queen of this, queen of productivity, but, you know, are you someone who is continuing that myth that boredom is bad, that boredom is something, you know, you should avoid, or are you looking at it as, okay, A, boredom is a totally comfortable place to sit in because I've Mm -hmm. allowed myself to sit in it and that's where ideas flourish from. And also then the different type of boredom at work, does that mean I need to now reinvent and find you know, the next level to step into. So again, it's redefining that boredom. Yep. No, it's uh, it's really interesting when you bring this up because I literally just had a conversation about that where it's like, you know how sometimes you give yourself time to rest. You're like, I'm going to take like two days off or something like that. But it's like, that's not how rest works. That's not how sitting in that place of not doing as much works. <laughs> like if you give yourself a timeline, you're kind of contradict- contradicting the purpose of taking that rest yeah. in the first place. hundred yeah. percent. And, and it also comes with having boundaries, right? You really have to have strong boundaries to let yourself have that free time. And I, you know, have days where I don't take meetings. And if somebody asks for a meeting, I yep. just, I don't have yeah. time for a meeting. And yep. that's my space to like Mondays, for example, I have one client call every, you know, 10 a.m. on Mondays. The rest of the mm-hmm. days, I don't have meetings or anything like that. It's open space to kind of, that's my, you know, get into the flow of the week. And it's it's funny that you sighed hearing that because that's such like, such a luxury and freedom to think about a day where you have space to work on what you want to work on. And I think a fear I used to have is, okay, well, if I have a day like that, I'm just going to sit on the couch and twiddle my thumbs. Yeah. And, and that's, it's actually the opposite of what happens, because then you can follow your, your curiosity, you have certain tasks that you're working on. And then maybe you have a conversation and you're like, you know what, I was going to work on this, but now this feels so aligned and totally. And then you're just going to 10x the speed of finishing that task because you're in the zone for it. It's time to, it's the time to go down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Yes. Love a good rabbit hole. Yep. I feel like too, like in the, in the entrepreneurial world, what happens is like because it's not the usual way of doing business, people are often afraid that they're going to lose business because of that, or their, their clients are going to be upset. It's like you know what? Like as long as you communicate to your clients very clearly that this is how you do things, like people are generally like super okay with you doing things in a different way. And if anything, like they think it's awesome that you are willing to. Uh, put the boundaries down to create that for yourself so yeah, yeah. and something that's a hard way to do it yeah something that's a hard pill to swallow too is that you attract the same energy that you put out so 
I'm like, I'm a multi-passionate, easygoing, like I get shit done, but yeah. I do it with boundaries on my own time. And so guess what kind of clients I attract? Chill clients who are not harassing me <laughs> and have I'm their laughing. own boundaries. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be the tagline for this episode because this is like the key takeaway <laughs> for this chat. Yes. And yeah. if you're beating yourself up, if you're slamming your schedule, if you're overworking, if you're responding to an email within a minute of getting it, well, again, guess guess who you're going to attract into your world. And it's this self-fulfilling prophecy of, you know, and, and this goes back to probably my roots of working in partnerships. The red thread is, you know, you attract partnerships in life, in work of who you are. So if you want better relationships, better partnerships, you better get better yourself to attract yeah. them right so it all it all connects do you like journal do you like what are your tips to help a um realize what energy you bring to, to the table and what things you might want to work on or like what are your tips to kind of be more aware of of that mm, just of, of who you are so yes i've been journaling for like 10 years i just i I think we both talked about that. Our, our, our brains are just thinking, you know, 24 seven, hundred times, you know, hundred kilometers an hour. And so I need to write these things down just to get mm -hmm. them out of my head and that create that clarity and that space. Nice. So that's huge, but also, you know, personality test, doing mm -hmm. human design, all of these things that they're not telling you who you are, but they're mirroring back kind of validation and options of, hey, did you think that, does this resonate with you? I know that we totally. were joking around about how I love all the neurodivergent things that you share. Yeah, thank you. Is it kind of allows <laughs> me to look at them and think, oh, that's so funny. I thought that was a quirk about me, but that's like something that is maybe more inherent than I can mm -hmm. accept it. And once I've accepted it, again, it's like I'm able to live from that and explain it. Totally. No, even if it's not true for you, like black on white, if at least it got you through like starting to think about it and it started the thought process, then like, that's great. That's it. It's, it's, it's like we all live inside of a fishbowl and anybody who can help you see a little bit outside of it, that's where we can break patterns of how we do things. Totally. Right. We're all just living on these like wires that are always running and can't even think about a different way of life, right? Mm -hmm. If anybody, we're both near the Ottawa area, right? So that's the thing with small towns is just everyone around using the same thing over and yeah. over again. You get caught into that loop and then you're yeah. doing the same thing over and over again. And it takes one person in your circle to move out, start that's a new bad. career. And it's like a domino effect. Everyone around them is like, oh, I didn't know that that was available for me. And, mm -hmm. and so you meet those people, that's why I'm so passionate about creating that unique career and that unique life because you're not just saving yourself, you're, you're saving everyone around you from living in loops their whole life. Totally. No, I love that. I feel like especially when we are being able to, when we we're able to reflect that through our content, we're able to serve so many more people than just the people who want to pay to work with us and our clients, right? We get to really, and very generally create a community of people that have the same desires and the same goals and just really create this whole environment where everyone is able to uplift each other. Absolutely. Also, uh, just to come back to your um, 
comment about identities that makes me think of uh, atomic habits from james clear which i mean i feel like everyone quotes that book because it's such an iconic book but like one of his tips to help with habits is to tie specific habits with routines right for like people that want to be healthier and they want to run and they want to lose weight it's like instead of just saying like oh i'm gonna work out it's like no no like i am a runner and just the fact of being to embody that identity just makes it that you are so much more empowered to do this thing so i don't know how far yeah. or close that is from kind of what your um perspective on identities was but i just had to i just had to bring that up to the table a hundred percent it's what's how would you act if you were a, you know the higher version of yourself i always mm -hmm. think about that like if i have goals of you know let's say i'm my next goal is that i'm a million dollar coach yeah how do i operate as that yeah what am i doing what is my routine who am i working with what kind of content am i creating exactly and then it's living i think the mistake that we do is we live from our past yep. like when i was in grade 12 i flubbed a presentation so now i can't ever speak on a stage versus live from yep. your future i'm a million dollar coach already yeah and i just need to show up as that and then i'll become that person mm -hmm. and yeah identity is such such a huge piece piece of that Totally. No, and coming back to talking about neurodivergence, I feel like having that label can be really beneficial because it helps us accept how our brains work and being proactive about finding what works. But I know for a lot of people, it's like you get caught up on the quote unquote bad things about that diagnosis. And like you were saying, like you get caught up in the past where it's like, oh, I'm really bad at finishing projects. I'm not very detail oriented. I'm very scatterbrained. It's like, but being able to flip the coin on that narrative to really just see the positive side and be empowered by that. Yeah, absolutely. And then that's where the reinvention and the pivoting is important in your career mm -hmm. too, because as you learn your strengths, as you learn what you're good at, you then have to allow yourself to move towards that. Yep. What's good knowing your strength if you're still working in your weakness? Oh, iconic moment right there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so obviously you talked about how you originally had a full-time job. You had your side hustle, which was your own business. And then eventually your side business grew enough and you decided to take your business part as uh, full-time. But can you walk us through how showing up as your multi-passionate self might've been different from like when you were an employee with a side hustle versus a full-time entrepreneur and what kind of headspace and mindset you were from again full-time employee versus full-time business owner like what was that shift for you so many shifts but the one that really popped out just now when you said what's the difference of being multi-passionate in a career versus mm -hmm. in your business it's that it is so frowned upon to have any kind of side hustle when you're in a job and it's almost like this dysfunctional relationship where it's like, I love you. You're the only thing that matters to me. This job is what I do 24 seven. I promise yeah. I do not have hobbies or life outside of this. Yeah. And it's, you know, I hid my side hustle for a long time. I didn't purposely hide it. I just, you know, Never really talked by about it. omission. I just didn't yeah. talk about it. And so yeah. 
it was, of course, it was so hard for me to build a personal brand when I feel like 90% of me is hidden, the things I'm interested about or whatnot. And that was probably the biggest growth that I ever went through was starting to show up and write on LinkedIn, write articles, write posts while I was at Shopify. That was like the ultimate test. And I always joke about this because my fear was that Toby, who obviously as the founder of Shopify has much better things to do. My fear was that he was going to see my post and hunt me down. Yeah. What are you doing? Exactly. (laughs) Which also is totally not his vibe anyways. He completely promotes, you know, doing side hustles. Yeah. Exactly. And so it just, it shows how we create these fantasies and these fears really, even if we are in the best of situations, we're going to create that fear and it's going to limit us. So that was, um, that was definitely scary in a professional setting. And I completely, that's why I coach on it now, because I know most of it is just a fear. It's, you know, what you want to talk about, you know, what you're interested in is just, you're holding yourself back. And then when, when you actually have a business, uh, I found it easier to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no one business. over your shoulder to be like, exactly. why are you talking about that? But then the, the only thing over your shoulder that steps in is, okay, niche down. What are you an expert in? What's your business? Talk about the one thing and just yeah. um, going against that mainstream, traditional, old school advice of just be known as one thing, which totally. is, it's it's not wrong. It's just outdated. That's all totally. that it is. No, and I feel like when you've gone your whole life, having someone else being responsible to tell you what to do and how are you going to do it? And if you've done enough and if it's time to take a break and then you have to do that for yourself, that's a whole other, that's yeah. a whole other level. Well, that's the other level is the big shift is that you're 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 reclaiming your nine to five hours, Monday to Friday, yeah. right? Anything you do between nine to five, once you leave the corporate, you're still going to feel guilty if you're sitting on the couch. Yeah. Because just the the wiring we've had is somebody owns our time. Mm-hmm. And as a business owner, you know, hopefully you're not selling your time. You're more so selling the output, the value, the skill set. And so if something takes me 10 minutes to do and someone else an hour, what's the point in dragging it on just so that I could say I worked on it for an hour versus, mm-hmm. you know, 10 minutes? Totally. No, and I don't know what your experience has been, but I feel like when I talk to people that have been entrepreneurs and have had their business for longer, it's like, oh yeah, my goal isn't to work 40 hours a week. Like if anything, I have the perspective of, sure, I'm going to have a lot of variety within my work, but I also want to create time for all of my other interests outside of my work. And when I voice that, the comments I get are often like, oh, you know, that must be nice. Like that must be really nice to want to create that. And it's just like, why are you, <laughs> why is this the feedback that you're giving me? Like, I can, like, this is my business. If this is what I want to do, like. Yeah. We talk about time freedom and then we get so sucked into, you know. So I actually wrote, I think I wrote a newsletter post about this a couple weeks ago where you can't put in your job title that I, I don't work on Fridays. Mm -hmm. right? It's more of a flex of this is how much I make. And this is, it's so much easier to brag about yourself with all of these external things, but you can't brag about having good work-life balance. 
right? You can't in your job description, you can't say, I'm a coach and I take Fridays off, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But then people can say, I'm a six figure entrepreneur, I'm this or that. And it's just removing that pressure to kind of show off or have to validate yourself, which just comes from a place of insecurity that you're not doing enough or you're not yeah. working hard enough. And that's probably the hardest, you know, hill we'll climb in our lifetime is to just be assured of what we want, how we want to live your life. And even if that goes against the grain, that that is what makes us happy. And on that note, when I, from day one, starting my business, I always, always, always took Friday off. That was my one rule. I'm never taking any client calls, any work, nothing. Friday is my newsletter writing day. And that's like a hard rule. And I work four days of the week with clients and yeah, that's just my that's non-negotiable and I don't see any other way in life where there's a five-day work week. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, uh, I love that. That's amazing. And I love that you're, as much as you said, like you wouldn't like, like put it as your job description or as your job title. Like, I love that you're very outspoken about that because you need more people yeah, like that out there. Just exactly. Running the word. Like permission to work on your own schedule and work mm-hmm. four days a week and one thing I'm always mindful of is when I do have a financial goal, it's to always blend it with like a lifestyle goal. So yes, here are things I could do to make, you know, 10x my income next year. But then I'm gonna make sure that on the other side of it, I still have I'm really grounded in. For me, it's being able to travel and going on Mm -hmm. month long trips with my work. That's a huge piece of it. And so I just always am balancing the two. I love that. I love how you've how much you've been able to align your personal vision and just where does my business fit into that? Yeah, I definitely have a rebellion energy inside of me. So I'm always like, if you tell me I have to do this, I am going to show you that I don't have to. And I'm going to tell everyone else that they don't have to either. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so obviously earlier we were talking about how one of your tools to create that is through a really strong aligned personal brand. And we've kind of talked about how you would create your own business, but kind of what would be your your tips and your strategies to help use the multi-passionate label as a, re- a foundation to a really strong personal brand or for people to even figure out what they want to have as their as their personal brand to have that aligned with who they want to be and what their goals are yeah and like we were chatting before you know times are really changing and how we show up on social media is very much changing it's no longer enough to just say here's the thing that i'm really good at yeah even if you think about yourself, if you're looking for somebody to hire, it's yes, they're good at this skill, but I also want to make sure that, you know, if we're traveling together or we're on work calls together, we're going to jive and resonate. And that's yeah. where kind of the new way of creating content is show your brand, express mm-hmm. what you stand for, and then hold your audience in really high regard that they are intelligent enough to find your website and find your offers. That's one thing that you do not need to treat your audience like these dum-dums who you have to 24-7 be guiding them to, you know, guiding a horse to the water. It's like, just 
just tell them that there's water and they'll totally. find their way there. And what's more valuable is helping them in little ways, which I find you're so amazing with that. And then they'll just resonate with it and mm-hmm. they'll hire you if they hire you. So it's just dropping that kind of desperation of having to, again, prove what you're doing or yeah. all of these things. So I completely believe in showing that full side of yourself. And so when I work with clients, we go through like a three month um, coaching package. Mm -hmm. And so the first month is very much get clarity on yourself. So this is where I put up the mirrors, whether it's human design, whether it's different archetypes, whether it's just talking about goals and it's, it's, everybody always wants to start creating content in that first month yeah and it's like let's go back I to the foundation first <laughs> you know everybody can get started overnight but what yeah. really matters is how long it lasts and so the slower you go the longer you will last and that is my mantra and that's the hill i will die on um there's there's you know if you have a fear that you've missed the boat that's just your fear there's no Noah's Nark is not yeah. leaving, you yeah. know, with, with Instagram or whatnot, there'll be different platforms. So there's no mm-hmm. missing anything. And so the slower you go, the more authentic, the more long-term. Yeah. And I, I read this amazing example of comparing it to like a real diamond versus fake diamonds. And, you know, it's like, you just yeah. think of yourself as a diamond who it's, t- you know, it's taking a while to turn it into this amazing radiant thing. And mm-hmm. while you're forming yourself as that one diamond, there's 200 fake diamonds just that just got pumped yeah. out from the store. And totally. sure, they got pumped out really quickly. But is that what you want to be? Or do you want to just be in that inner knowing of, I'm a real diamond, baby? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, so that's the first month is really figuring out yourself. And then the second month is creating content that you love. Nice. And this is not content that you feel pressured to create. It's really things like I was saying for you, for me, like it was bubbling up out of me. Like I really wanted to Mm -hmm. create that content because I wanted to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really strong test of if your content is aligned is, are you having, are you steering the conversation towards topics that you want to be having the conversations? And are you connecting? Are you attracting people that you're excited about? Totally. And so- there are definitely there are different types of content that I'll I'll help my clients kind of figure out for themselves. But one of them mm-hmm. is creating content that share that connects with shared identities. So I know we've been talking about identity, so that's a perfect uh, perfect topic to go on. But nice. terms that I use quite a bit are introvert, old mm-hmm. soul, multi-passionate, lover of life, professional. Yeah. And so when people read them, if they are those identities, it they will, will resonate with them. to my work. Yeah. Absolutely. And especially if you can combine them and say, you know, introverts make the best entrepreneurs. Yeah. You're kind of blowing their mind. Which they do. Just like FYI. <laughs> FYI, this is like the most hidden secret you've ever met. And I've worked with a lot of like thought leaders at Mind Valley entrepreneurs. I'm going to tell you, they are all introverted, incredibly yeah. shy. But it's like Beyonce, you got, you just bring out your Sasha Fierce. Is it? We're quiet, but it's just because all the ideas are just sitting in here and boiling down, and only the only the best comes out. 
exactly exactly and so that's one tip is just think about what are those identities that you hold about yourself and obviously mm-hmm. identities that you're proud of and you're excited about totally because again uh we can always shift those identities and that can happen but what are ones that you really feel connected to and you you find that you like having conversations with people like that so for me professionals is even though i'm not quote unquote a corporate professional anymore i yeah. really really resonate with the people who have had that education that uh, maybe totally. upbringing of of having school and higher education i just know mm-hmm. that i feel their their pain from the transition from that right. world into this shoes. new world exactly so totally. that's something that in your content feel free to even if it's not a quote unquote valuable post if you're touching on their identity that's really going to help them like Building you and relationship with you and trust yeah and start yeah. and then you start seeing uh different ways of talking to them so that's um huge one yeah no i love it it's like nothing is urgent there's no timeline you do things at your own pace um yes. and like i totally love that you really take this time to come down to someone's foundations and visions and goals like that's something that i encourage in my work as well just because when you look at your to-do list like that is such a powerful filter to have to really highlight what's worth your time and energy like it's so easy to say yes to everything that comes in and like all different projects that you maybe want to create was like okay well ultimately either you're really fucking fired up about this or it's because it aligns with who you are and what you want to do yeah absolutely and then this will resonate with you as well in that third month what we do is is start actually showing up and so how you show up on social media how you show up on your website and one thing that i also say about branding is how you show up is part of the brand it's not just the content you release it's how you show up so if you're somebody who is following trends mm-hmm. then you that is your brand of yeah. kind of like a trendy trend follower yeah so just even keeping that in mind if you feel pressure that okay i have i have to show up this many days per week mm-hmm. well your brand is someone who maybe follows the rules totally and it's like it's just like blowing your own mind of where in your life do you continuously get sucked into these loops of i have to do what other people are saying i have to do yeah. and if you want to pull away from that and that's your brand then then to pull like, away from means, that and ahead. do it your own yeah. way yeah yeah no it, it's really funny that you mentioned that cuz it's like uh, you know when we talk about business it's like oh you have to be consistent but consistency can look widely different for everyone like just yesterday i was like oh like i didn't create a podcast for last week whatever and i was like you know what like i don't i i don't i don't i'm not going to yes exactly <laughs> like i tell exactly. people to go with the flow like i'm gonna do the same thing <laughs> consistency is whatever you decided to be if that's once a week if that's once a month and to be fair i've been writing my newsletter every friday for 2 years yeah. which is consistent but mm-hmm. that's because if i don't write something once a week i get that bubbling up feeling of yeah. i'm not expressing myself so it's like a self chosen consistency but but it aligns LinkedIn, with who you I are even... it aligns with where you're going and your identities and right like there's a purpose yeah. to it it's not just a consistency for the sake of someone else told me to do it yes that whole like teacher has to be proud of me feeling versus i just feel you know alive and excited and fulfilled because i'm doing that mm-hmm. 
I love that. Okay, so I have a uh, another question specifically um, regarding creativity and content creation and all of that. Are you so obviously in your case? you have your Friday morning, you create your newsletter. But when it comes to your clients, are you someone who will generally suggest try sitting down regularly because sometimes just that habit can help bring that creativity to the surface? Or are you more someone who suggests like go with the flow if you have something, dive into it? What's your take on that? So it depends where you are in your comfort journey. So if you're starting out and you are totally nervous about it I'm gonna say once a week you're showing up and we're just gonna have that accountability we're gonna work through it after 20 times of posting something yeah the fear starts to almost disappear and then you can ride the wave of like your energy and your excitement Mm -hmm. so I actually just had a coaching call with someone this morning and she can write all day long like she's good with publishing posts However, she wants to start showing up on video and that terrifies her. And so what we said was, okay, every Wednesday, post a video and then the rest of the week, whatever, whatever you want, if it's every day, if it's every second day, you can post the copy. So it really depends on, are you going to block yourself from fear? Then yes, get yourself on a cadence. If you are just bubbling with creativity, then you can kind of trust that creativity to you know, get posted online. Yeah, ride the wave. Ride the wave. <laughs> I love that. Okay, another question I've been kind of dying to ask you. When it comes to filling our cups, all the different cups that we have in terms of all of our different interests and our, our multi-passionate self, are you the kind of person that will promote or I guess encourage someone to have a lot of variety built within their business slash potentially even have multiple businesses? Or are you more someone who will say, you know what, like if you want to have time to invest in all these other things, then let's limit the amount of time you spend on your business so that you would create time for all these other things. What's your what's your vote on that? So I'm a huge believer in the side hustle. Yeah. And my format is always have your bread and butter that you're refining, you're refining your craft, and then totally. have that side hustle. Mm-hmm. that you're almost like testing out and dabbling your new excitement. Yeah. Because sometimes you can dabble in it and realize, you know what? That was just like a fluke of the moment curiosity. Yeah. I didn't thankfully burn my Two months later, I'm down. done. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> exactly. And so yeah. having that side hustle allows you that freedom to try it out mm-hmm. and, and then see where it goes into. And totally. I always say the hardest thing about being a multi-passionate is you have to be good at breaking up with old things that excited you. That means old jobs. That could mean old clients. You yeah. can't just take on and fill your bag with new jobs, new clients, new ideas. And then that's where it gets heavy. That's where you burn out. And so yeah. if you want to be, you know, a multi-passionate, you have to get good at the hard conversations of this no longer excites me and yeah. or how can we pivot it or shift it or how can I tweak it to make it Change exciting it's, yeah totally so uh, yeah pivoting is okay guys that's the lesson here <laughs> it's it's more than okay <laughs> it's highly encouraged highly encouraged no I totally feel you I like I feel like also there's such a big difference between doing something as a side hustle and only spending a couple hours a week on it versus diving into it full time 
And it's like, before, you know, if you're ever considering that shift to make sure that that side hustle really aligns with you and to not be afraid to try something different, because again, doing something a couple hours a week might be perfect. And then when it becomes your thing that you do all day, every day, that's another completely different ball game. Yes. And even going back to the multi-passionate thing is we all have different um, states that we like to be in. Mm-hmm. So my my bread and butter, what I do as a consultant is I'm actually a project manager and yeah. I help, I'm a brand aligned project manager. That gets me in my like intellectual, organized brain. Let's take an idea, map it out, get it yeah. done. Break Let's it down, go. organize it. Exactly. Yeah. And then my quote unquote side hustle is coaching where I'm mm-hmm. fully in that energy of listening and kind of hearing what people are saying, mirror it back to them, helping them yeah. build their personal brand. And so just having that fluidity of both energies that I can be in is mwah, chef's kiss. Totally. No, and I love that you've built that within quote unquote one business. <laughs> like, I think that's pretty awesome. And I think like, to to anyone who's ever think, thought about having a side hustle like that, I think is one of the really great ways to do it. Obviously, if it's something that's completely different, then perhaps it there's room for it to be its separate business entirely. But if it's even just slightly close, then I think there's definitely room yeah. for just to have other like side hustles can be just additional services or additional offers that you provide. And there you go. There's some variety right there. And even if they are different, to try to really find what is that one little string that might connect Yeah, them. that connects them. Totally. Right? Because then you're kind of one, the, the bigger you get in one or the more you learn in one, it's going to help the other side, which for me, that's exactly what it does, right? So even the clients that I work with as a project manager, they don't want an ugly project chip. They want a beautiful project chip. And so when they totally. look at my personal brand, when they trust me that I know how to show up in an aligned mm-hmm. way, they can trust me that I'm going to get their project over the finish line in a like a nice branded way that feels aligned to them. I'm not just going to push this something you have that to feels do. out of alignment. Yeah, exactly. So I found that only afterwards, I felt like, okay, these are two totally different things like mm-hmm. project management, branding, they're so opposites. And then once you're in it, you start to connect all these threads. And now it makes sense. Branding is yeah. project management because branding is the consistency of who you are and always knowing yourself and showing up. And so my mind is blown at how connected they are. Totally. No, I, and sometimes it just takes like taking a step back to kind of just be less in it to see what the common threads would be. Um, so I really yes. like that. That's a really great way to, to approach it. Good. Oh, all right. Well, that's all I wanted to, oh, who am I kidding? There's a bunch more I'd love to chat with you about, but let's, let's put an end to this conversation here. Um, if you guys don't know Sigurte, I would absolutely recommend you guys check out her weekly newsletter that we mentioned. I don't know how many times in this conversation. It is absolutely amazing. Honestly, like it is my thing. One of the things I look to every single week is just to have that little mindset check in of, are you, am I being aligned with my goals? Am I being aligned with my business? And I absolutely love it. Um, Aside from that, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? Are there projects that you're working on or where can people find you and learn more about you? Yes, like you said, you can go on my website, sigutezedekite.com. That's the same as my Instagram. And you can sign up for my newsletter. That's just 
you know, as you've heard, my my most passionate place to be every Friday is writing it and connecting and hearing replies. So come on there and let's have amazing conversations that are deep and not small talking. Yeah. 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 So and thank you so much. Oh, no problem. And if you guys want to check out uh, Sigute, I'll have all her links in the show notes. So super easy to go check her out. Go give her a follow. Um, and otherwise, thank you so much for coming on here. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode. And there you go. Yay.